This is the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. Rule number one is you have to believe in yourself. You're the only one who doesn't think you belong in this appointment. The prospect has already validated your existence by scheduling time with you. Get it through your head you belong here. Go in there, crush it, and close the deal. A place where sales professionals can come to learn from other sales professionals and thought leaders that have mastered their craft. The difference between a good salesperson and a best-in-class salesperson is only two minutes. By spending an extra two minutes on what you might think is a mundane task in the sales game, you separate yourselves from the pack, you grow your book of business, you close more deals, and you retain your accounts. As well as their peers who are still striving for perfection to achieve their why. I have a wife and four kids. Failure is not an option. Real sales professionals. Real stories. Real results. It's no different than being a professional baseball player. You can't be a one-trick pony. You have to be a five-tool player in order to succeed in this game. This is the Power Producers Podcast. Production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power? Welcome to the Power Producers Podcast Latin style with my man. Oh, no. Guillermo Vera. Yikes. Yeah. When's that coming out? God, no, thank you. So, so <laughs> funny, we have a little bit of a Latin flavor here at Florida Risk Partners, as a matter of fact. Um, <laughs> Can you call it that? Re- yeah, Kyle's referencing when we brought Raphael in originally, it was to build our Hispanic-based business vertical. I thought it was a great idea until I realized <laughs> that like these people devour their own young. Like it's, it blows my <laughs> mind. Like it's worse when you have, and I look, I'm not even going to, I'm going to go off the political rails here for a second, but yes, <laughs> I swear to God, man, the Hispanic people are more ruthless to each other than it is. If I were to walk in and, and, and deal with, with somebody who's like a artisan contractor or, like we had one that was a, a Latin grocery store that he wrote and that lady just raked him over the coals, but loved me when I walked in brown on Buddy, brown she, crime, man. She knew, <laughs> she knew I was going to crush that fried cheese in that <laughs> salami, that Dominican salami every time, like greatest thing yeah. ever. But anyhow, so what Kyle was, what started all this though, what he said, muchas gracias. There may or may not be evidence in HubSpot of a video of me speaking in Spanish for a prolonged period of time to our Hispanic business people. And Incredible I ended stuff. It, I, yeah, I ended it with a very, very forceful muchas gracias. And so <laughs> out of everything, that's what everybody's uh, taken from that entire thing. Not, hey, David's a really cool boss, man. He actually sat here and memorized a bunch of Spanish and spoke it uh, and made complete eye contact with the camera the entire time. No, they're going to bust my stones about saying muchas gracias a little too aggressively. Whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm, mean, very thankful. And, I'm a very thank, thankful individual. And, 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 and you would do the same to anyone else, so oh tenfold. Yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> you know, I could take it. That's the whole reason I dish it out. I'll take it. I mean, I'm a, exactly. I'm a subject of a lot of tomfoolery and poking fun at. <laughs> so anyhow, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to no. talk about Mr. Guillermo Vera. What's cooking, man? How's weather down there? We, you know, we're we're flirting with some storm activity here. Are we? Are we? I mean, with the last They're couple way out there. ones. Uh, uh. Okay. 
last couple of weeks, nothing hit us. Uh, weather's great. I mean, today's a beautiful day down here. Went went home for lunch, and it's just nice, breezy. Sounds little like a little overcast commercial. here uh, up in the uh, Lando Lakes region. I can tell you this, yeah. and this is something that I'm going to start drawing uh, connections to. In late June of 2020, I came down with COVID. It was hmm. after I came home from Key West. I was walking across the tarmac from the old Silver Airways. I felt a little bit of a scratch in my throat, and I wondered, hmm, I wonder if that has anything to do with that Sahara dust cloud that's hovering above. <laughs> And then two weeks later, after sleeping continuously, uh, I realized that it was more than that. But I will say, yesterday, two days ago, it started a little bit. Yesterday it was really bad. Today I'm I'm like on the mend somewhat. Scratchiness in my throat, congestion. I'm supposed to be going to Key West this weekend. No fever, nothing else. Turn on the news. Flipping dust clouds above us again. Oh, I'm you were being serious on- about that. I'm being 100% serious. I think wow. it's triggering my what's, allergies. What's with that Saharan dust cloud, man? I, mean, I don't know. Seriously. Like, grow up. Yeah. Why I don't know, but why is it like over the entire on, United States? Better. My guess is the government has some sort of electromagnetic particles in there that are tracing it. Absolutely. All right, conspiracy theorists, come out Seriously. of your woodwork and, and email me, buddy. <laughs> I'll meet you guys in Montana for a conference. There you go. <laughs> so listen, man, you've been at the bunker for how long now? Two years. So why don't you talk a little bit about what you did prior? Because you were you you basically came in as a relatively green producer, right? Like you had you had been in sales before, but different products. This is all new, right? Uh, in a sense. So I mean, at least the the commercial insurance part is. Yeah, no, for sure, it definitely is uh, something new for me. I started in insurance when I was still in high school. Uh, I was working in the mailroom for an agency, an all-state agency. It turns out it was Louis Crivier's agency who will, moving forward, be known as the G. Yeah, the G. And the G. <laughs> you were so, in the G's mail room, huh? G's mail What's room. What's that mail look like? What's that guy getting in the mail? I just out of curiosity. <laughs> I mean, checks, all sorts big of things. Ones. Just big, big fat checks. Had to get checks. you a, wheel, to get you a wheelbarrow checks. to haul them around. <laughs> so, so I was there for, for some time, and then Ciara opened up her agency, a uh, personalized agency, an independent one. So I moved over to there to, to work in the mailroom there because it just there was more to market, obviously, with an independent agency. So I worked on that for a little bit. But, um, you know, as every teenager, obviously, I knew more than everybody else because uh, I was in my teens. When, that's when you know everything. Here's what I knew and, when I was a teenager. I was not going to work in the mailroom in an insurance agency. I can promise you that. Right. Kyle had exactly. like 15 jobs when he was a teenager. Just ask him. He'll tell you all of them. Easily. Uh, I'm right up there, Kyle. When I, when I did the numbers the other day, I was like, oh, geez, I'm like 15, 16. I just did it. I mean, I started working when I was 14. But anyways, um, so so from the uh, insurance agency, I moved on to – I was going to school for computer networking because that's like kind of what my dad does. He's a computer systems engineer. And I got a job with Apple just doing all the installs for all the computers down here in, in the Tri-County area. Quickly, I found out that I did not like that at all. That was not for me. Uh, it didn't really fit into my type of personality. So I think every young guy hits a point where they just uh, they think they want to be a firefighter. So I went through the EMT schooling. I went through fire academy. I started my paramedic mm-hmm. program. I was working in an ambulance down there in Miami. And I did that for about two years, two to three years, and I got hired by a company to sell medical devices 
uh, internationally. It was a great opportunity because I was now young 20s, early 20s, and they said, look, do you want to make good money and just see the world? And I'm Sounds like, absolutely. Terrible. I definitely want to do that. <laughs> right? Yeah. So so it was no. it was get the training and go to conferences out in, in, in Europe, all over Europe, and then sell that hmm. to to doctors in Central and South America and to hospitals down there. So I did that for five, six. Now, were you like in the, the ORs as well? I'm going to have well? to stop yes. for just a second yeah. and ask this podcast <laughs> to pause because I did something I shouldn't have done. I'm multitasking over here. And I just happened to glance over at my LinkedIn. There's oh, an absolute d- 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 epic Duke's, picture, uh, thumbnail oh. of a video from the bunker of the G just appealing to the masses with his hand out. Oh, yeah. That just I might have to watch, watch I this. am going to yeah. screenshot this and send it to you right now. <laughs> Who wouldn't buy insurance from but, this guy? So, that's what I'm saying. I mean, honestly, it doesn't. It doesn't get better than the G. It's cream of the crop. I need to. I need to meet this uh, you, guy. You will soon enough. It's what I want to be when I grow up. So, so you were in the ORs because I know I'm, I've got some friends that have done similar stuff where they're selling the medical devices like a full-on shoulder replacement mm-hmm. or knee or whatever it is, and they're. I would pass out, dude. I'm not. That's not. I can't believe I didn't pass out when my son was born. When my wife had the C-section, I was. I don't know. I must have just blacked out for a second. But that's I mean, there's rough. no chance. You're going to find me in an OR sitting there while they're jamming some freaking socket into someone's arm. Well, it, it was interventional medicine. So it's it's a catheter through either leg leg artery or radial artery. So it's, okay. it, nothing's being opened up and like dissected. Right. Um, it's just a lot of it on screens. It was it was great. But then obviously I um, – after that, I, I well, during that, I met my the woman who was going to be my wife. And the flying around one week out of every month or two weeks out yeah. of every month was was a bit much. Didn't want to do that. So then, move, uh, change, change direction. Got my 215. Started working a uh, group health and, and and life insurance and worksite benefits. And I, I was able to broker out a pretty good deal with um, whatever with paychecks, and and did that for some time until Ciara reached out and said, Hey, the old agency is sold. We got now mail we got coming in, buddy. Sloppy checks. They don't know how to handle them. I need a specialist. <laughs> so what, what That's caused you to get checks. the 215? Like did something just, you know, uh, click or happen or whatever? Like, I mean, obviously, you know, going from the medical device sales internationally to, you know, to the health stuff, it's a little, little bit of a change. What happened? Yeah, it was, it was like a, a random opportunity. Uh, a buddy of mine, uh, reached out and said, "Listen, he 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 worked there at Paychex. He goes, there's, we, we need something here. We we do worksite benefits, but we're just sending it out to random people. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think you can come up with something better? So, uh, I did, and and working with with some other people that I met down here, we were able to change their enrollment uh, platform from that of paper, which is everything is done with paper when it comes to group health, as most people know, and, and digitize it using the worksite." benefits platform, which just consolidated everything. So that was a huge selling point. And, and not only that, but of course, it was just kind of sold itself. I mean, these groups are are huge, over 100 employees. It, it just worked out. It really did. Cool. So now what are you doing? I mean, besides just crushing the video game for no reason. 
Yeah. I um, video games. Right? Video games. Um, it No, it's, 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 it's been working out pretty good. You know, it's, it's been a little bit of a grind. Obviously, everyone's had to change direction in the last year. And um, I was actually curious to see, you know, how, how it was going for, for you, Kyle, uh, when, it, when it came to, to drops. Because, uh, you know, getting into to the uh, Killing Commercial program and getting all that sort of training and, and, and just starting to work on the drops and then all COVID, of a sudden you, COVID yeah. hits. Rug, no, rug it hit it right out from under you. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, it hasn't yeah. been going. Um you know, it, it, it's something that uh, is is something that need, you know needs to be worked back in. Um, you know, but we've been like we amazingly didn't really miss any beats when COVID started. Here's the um, problem, man. I'm going to give you a one word answer to our problem at Florida Risk Partners right now. It starts with M and ends with Arvin. Like Marvin yeah. has just been crushing it, so <laughs> we've literally <laughs> we've awesome. literally been just like how many i'm not even taking the calls myself anymore i'm forwarding them off to the producers like two, you, you send me almost like you know one or two a day um so that's and those are just the ones impact. he's booked for me yeah exactly and he's also booking some for me nice. so we've been busy but i like that's my favorite thing to do in terms of prospecting and cold calling and whatever you want to call it is the marketing drops and you know not really having any um any of that has been has been a change, um, but you know we've we've kind of adapted. It, it's on my radar for getting you know um, back up and running on that. But um, you know, like David said, we're I mean we're getting Mar- Marvin's setting a ton of appointments, so it's like um, you know got 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 to got to figure it out. But yeah, can I, can like I just say that say, I just took yeah. the G off of my screen because every time I look over there, I imagine <laughs> based on him doing this that he's wrapping up singing My Way by Frank Sinatra in Spanish. That's just what it looks like to me. Like, the G's bringing it home. <laughs> he's he's got bringing it home, and I can't. I can't. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to pull up track. LinkedIn immediately. So, well, no, I just go check your email. I forwarded you a screenshot like I said oh. I would. But, oh, excellent. You know, Kyle, let, let's unpack this for let's a minute. Let's unpack this. Let's, let's unpack the drop season or the drops protocol and see what's going on. Maybe we can troubleshoot with Guillermo here and, and see okay. in real time kind of what oh, he's doing. Look at this guy. <laughs> That's such a good screenshot. I love that guy, man. That guy oh, he is the best. Like he that's is the laying, guy. I, he I, is laying it down in whatever video that is. He is he's giving everybody the business. I could take that picture, show it to any number of people, and convince them they've seen him on a cruise boat somewhere. Absolutely. All right. So what are we yeah. unpacking? What do we want to unpack? We're gonna unpack this for a little bit. We're gonna unpack the the drop situation mm. that Guillermo's facing because he's having he's having yeah. some problems down there. Okay. Talk to me. What's going on? Well, I mean, we did pivot, right? So it, it's we can't just say drops aren't working. It's all shot. What we started doing now, uh, and we've you know been organizing ourselves more and more, is eight to nine emails. CR has a rule that that's when we mm-hmm. we answer emails and all that stuff. Like every every uh, morning you're doing on us or yep, right every morning, and then nine to twelve, which would normally have mm-hmm. been drop time. Um, and, and I'll just say, you know, what I've, what I've seen out there, you go out there and businesses, doors are locked, doors are closed. The signage is very clear to not walk in unless hmm. you have an appointment. And I'll tell you, Kyle, obviously big fan of, of the shop talk, uh, episodes, 
I've tried the thing where I walk in and I go, hey, your no trespassing sign is broken because mm-hmm. let me write in. And it's worked. It's worked wonders. Right. I get a laugh. But you got to be careful, man, especially with COVID but, right now. Like it's yeah, a little it's a bit different, different than no soliciting, right? Right. right. No. So, so that was before. That was like when it was when it yeah. was calming down. Yeah, sure. Um, when it's just a no trespassing sign. And I was going in there with a mask. I think I had a video out where like I was going out with a mask and gloves and mm-hmm. it was the whole nine yards. I got the vaccine, had the, the, the card in my back pocket in case anyone asked. You had, uh, you, you had your vaccine regardless ID? Regardless of that. I'm not going to lie. I may have I may have a problem. Well, I, I may have a problem with you walking in with a mask and gloves <laughs> yeah. on regardless. Uh, everybody, uh, yeah, I mean, hands it, where it, I can it, see no one scared. You should just Nobody get moved. one of those beekeeper suits. You just get, yeah, you should just get like one of those hazmat suits or no, a beekeeper suit I, I, I think that's a good point, though. I mean, it's, like it's, I'm looking um, for ET. It, it's definitely changed and... I, I think that walking in, and, you know, it, it's probably a regional thing too. Like I know down in South Florida, things are bad. They're worse than they are in Tampa, you know, not maybe by too, too much, but I think that there's just an overall, um, it, it's a different dynamic down there. So that, that definitely is, yeah. is playing a part in this. Yeah. So, so we, we couldn't do that. Um, receptionists are not there anymore. They're they're on the VoIP system, so they're doing it from home. Decision makers aren't there anymore, and they're like, oh, she, you know, she'll pick it up in in a in a month or two. She comes in every mm-hmm. once in, once a quarter to pick up her mail. So what we've done, <laughs> yeah, we is- need a high school kid working in that mail room. That's what needs to happen. Yeah, for real. I'm like, let me let me see that mail room. We gotta fix this. So you, yeah, there's your lead in, man. So you said you, you, <laughs> you said you pivoted a little bit. What did you guys at, do? So. Using uh, the Killing Commercial program, we have about 130 prospects that kind mm-hmm. of fit our, our appetite, right? And what we've then done is mm-hmm. intro uh, video intros. So whatever collateral I was mm-hmm. going to drop off, it's now just a video. And it's a shortly worded email, nothing too crazy. Just, hey, I, I created a personalized uh, video just for you. Here's your you know, here's your password. Password is, is very uh, mm-hmm. focused on, on, on who they are. Mm-hmm. So they know it only applies to them. And and we've gotten a lot of a lot of response <laughs> from that. Is pineapple. So you've gotten <laughs> some response on okay. Yep. Um, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So right. Well, I like that though because you can monitor it too, right? You can get the analytics on whether or not it's getting open, click through, how long you're in the video, all right. of that. So so with Zoho, I know if the email was open, and then obviously with using the advisor evolved uh, quote vids platform, mm-hmm. I know if the video was watched. Uh, I have different buttons because it's, it's not just a video when, when, when it shows up on, on their screen. There's like two buttons. One of them shows them like what they get with the bunker. The mm-hmm. other one talks about cyber uh, risk because we're really big into cyber liability. And then there's a button that says call me now. And if they click okay. on that, it just sends me an email to give them a call. Uh, so that's worked out. There's people who, sure, I, you know, it, so it's, hey, it's a really long quick, I, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and criticize what you're doing because I think that it's 100% on point. I, I do have a question though. One thing, because sure. we've done this before, I think that if people aren't don't have an advisor evolved website, they're they're behind the curve. Um, they should, and the the quote vids are a huge tool, but not just for quoting, right? Right. I mean, the, you can use them for landing pages and other things. And some of our most horrific video work was done early in Kyle's career at Florida Risk Partners, <clears throat> where we did a specific campaign on cyber and then put it in our email signatures. I look like I I should be in a cave in Iraq somewhere 
<laughs> right. <laughs> like, I was getting ready to soften that a little bit and say probably not the best time to be making Taliban references, but yeah, well, that's what whatever. it looked like. It looked like one of those terrorist videos. The lighting was yellow. It was there was an <laughs> so echo. Bad. I mean, it was everything about it was terrible. But we I we, so we tried uncomfortable. that. Where I was going with that, though, and one thing you guys may want to do if you haven't done it, and you may be, and you just skipped over it, is embed your calendar in there, too. Mm-hmm. So if they want to I mean, book it's, time it's in with my you, signature, but that's a good idea. Yeah, so you, what I did was I took my HubSpot calendar, and it was in there so that they could just see that my calendar was there and book a time to talk to me directly um, from that. So the way we did it, we were leading specifically with cyber. We had um, a slick, a... Um, if it was a customized one, we would do the vulnerability assessment and pricing indication. Mm-hmm. Um, then, you know, the, obvi- the the buttons that you have there um, inside of the Advisor Evolved QuoteVids platform. But, you know, I did I did okay with it. Um, I think that we would do exceptionally better now that I have, like, actual video equipment instead of right. the old camcorder that the my dad used to smooth. take my little what was that league, thing yeah, called? Smooth. It's, I don't think it's smooth. It's definitely smooth. It's got to be smooth, man, because it's about move and movement. And it's, know, it holds just, your. You, you, I haven't seen that guy on Facebook in a long time in my newsfeed. No, nah, I don't know. I used to I see him all the time selling that to. product. He's talking about one of those. Uh, Dead gummit. It's not a dongle. What's it, what's it called? Dongle. I don't even. I don't even know what you're talking about anymore. It's it's a it's it's, 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 it's basically like word. this. It's like it, it's almost like a GoPro holder that swivels and like pivots and follows you around so that the camera's always focused on you. Oh, yeah. Gimbal. gimbal. Yeah, see, it did end in... Oh, what you, sc- what'd you say, a dongle? I could say dongle. I mean, dongle. dongle's also Is it? A, I don't uh, know. I've never heard thing. of either. Any, anyways. Hi, I'm dongle on well, the used car yeah, sales. If you end up with a dongle in your mailbox, don't, don't come blaming <laughs> me for it. <laughs> it's from my mailbox. Uh, yeah. So anyhow, um, that worked for us. That may be something you guys want to look at doing as you're putting those out is encourage them just to, even if it be subconsciously to, to book the time. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. So so that, that's been working out. I've had a couple bites from people who just respond decision makers and they go, you know, this is great. Reach out to me when it gets closer to that time. Whale hunting is a long game. Though. I wonder, I mean, like the purpose of the drop anyhow is just to really get the information of who you want to speak with and 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 develop a little bit of a relationship with the gatekeeper. I mean, we're not going in there trying to meet with the decision maker right then and there. I mean, if they're there and they come out and we can introduce ourselves and talk a little bit about it, that's great. But usually when they do that, <clears throat> I hit them with something like, you know, hey, I, I, it's nice to meet you. I appreciate you coming out. I, I don't have time to, you know, sit down with you and, and talk about too many things. I've actually got another 10 businesses that I've got to get to here before insert time. Um, but I'd love to set up a time where we can, you know, actually sit down and go through some of this stuff where we've got, you know, 20 or 30 minutes. I'm going to be back over this way next. And then I just try to set that appointment. I'm not trying to sit there and actually have a full on first meeting with them right then and there because I want to be prepared. Um, so I I don't see that, you know, the, the route that you're going as as anything different than that other than you're sending them a video instead of you being standing right there in front of their yeah. business. And it's not the same video for, for everyone. Uh, obviously, I'm doing the research beforehand to see where they're mm-hmm. at as a company, anything new, and then I congratulate them. Or if I see something, you know, bad on the horizon, I'll, I'll warn them. But something that's really important that we did, I think, a month ago. So we try to do 15 videos, 15 calls a day, and then plus 
you know, whatever business we already have on our on our desk, work on that. And and then Mondays and, and Fridays, I'm, I'm working on either the Zoho uh, application or our marketing. So one of the things that we did for the telemarketing mm-hmm. was call all the businesses just to confirm that the details that we had were correct. Because I started to realize that because of COVID, a lot of uh, responsibilities were shifted and people were no longer with mm-hmm. the company. So my emails, that's a good point. My emails were falling on deaf ears, uh, or, mm-hmm. or empty, n- not no longer active uh, mailboxes, and and everything, everything, every every mailer that we sent out, every phone call that I asked for, hey, you know, is is Kyle there? Kyle hasn't worked here in like five months. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's embarrassing. So we just called, hey, right. is Kyle still the one who handles the, the workers' comp? Yep, cool. And this is still his email. And if I didn't have it, I'll just make it up. Is it still Kyle? Exactly. At, you know, FRP.com. So that, that's a good, that's a good point right there that I think a lot of people miss that I want to touch on. And, and I, in my conversation with Marvin, I use something similar um, where it's just, you're, you're kind of filling in the blanks for them and they're either agreeing with you or not, because they're going to give you the answer, even if you don't have the right information. So I think that's a good you know thing for people to jot down and take out of this is if you don't have their email or their right phone number or extension or whatever, make that shit up and let them correct you if it's, if it's wrong. Exactly. Sneaky. It, it works really well. Mm-hmm. No, where'd you get that domain from? It's actually Kyle at Florida mm-hmm. Risk Partners. Oh, okay, cool. Thanks. I may right. or may not Bye-bye. be over here using Google Translate yeah. to take the lyrics from my way and put them from English to Spanish, and I'll close the show out doing my impersonation of the G. <laughs> I'm Fantastic. It. I, it, it's just not working out right for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean... I I think the video piece is good. It's going to be interesting to see how many people actually come back into the real world. Like in terms of how many, like the commercial real estate market is horrific at this point because there's so many abandoned offices. Like I I just don't think a lot of businesses are coming back. Um, Not that they're going out of business. They're just not coming back to bricks and mortar because we were forced to adapt. I mean, I think one of the best things that came out of COVID and one of the most reassuring Mm -hmm. things for me personally coming out of COVID was watching the American ingenuity and how people took and adapted to a bad situation and used what were probably primal survival skills to, uh, to be up and running. I agree. And and quickly too. The example I always use is ghost kitchens. That's a great example, right? All of a sudden, we have a restaurant here, Black Rock, that is like literally you cook your food on a hot black rock. Really creative name. But you have to mm-hmm. dine in there to have that experience. Mm-hmm. Well, that business would have gone out of business completely. Instead, they took their kitchen, converted it over into what they call a ghost kitchen. They have like five or six different restaurants now, and the only way you can get them is on Uber Eats. But they've branded them all as if they're their own standalone thing. And so I thought that was smart. ingenious. And so they, you know, it probably way more profitable too, by the way. You know, you don't have a wait staff and everything else. Not that there's anything wrong with having, oh, yeah. you know, servers in a restaurant. It's kind of a necessary thing, but you can now. But you can but still back go then, into when their they were completely closed though, down think, by COVID. Right? Or yeah, even, okay. even right. when you weren't completely closed down right. because of the way that dining experience worked, I think people were more apprehensive to, to do it. Yeah. It would be like going to Melting Pot and everybody sharing a fondue thing, yep. you know, wondering if. You know, if Bob had COVID. Ugh. I don't even get the no, whole melting either. pot no. thing. It's just not for me. I'm not a big fan. My wife loves it. And me either. No. I, I just, I've never been able to get behind it. Not a big no. fondue guy. Food? No. You know? 
boil your meat. Yeah, like it's that. it's just kind of it's gross. Yeah, I always worry like if I'm going to stick my fondue thing in there and come out with like a wad of gum on the bottom of it because somebody in the kitchen's playing a joke or yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, now the melted chocolate, though, that's a different story, but, like, the the food itself. I feel like every... Not not for me. Yes, I feel like every household should have Melted chocolate and melted cheese are fine. In terms of mandatory, and they're all fountains. They should have a chocolate fountain, they should have a sausage (laughs) gravy fountain, and they should have a cheese fountain. Ooh. How does the sausage gravy fountain work? Because that's pretty thick. Pieces of sausage are going to get I caught don't up in have the, the education or spouts. Yeah, I don't have the education like can, or technical skill to pull issues. that maneuver off. I'm sorry, I can't answer it. I just want it to exist. Yeah. Right. Obviously, this is a slow flow fountain. We no. can't have just tons of sausages shooting right. out the top. I just no, figured you'd give up, this some thought. You know, because you had like, an literally on the fly. Oh, okay. I realize that there may be some reservations to the development of a sausage gravy fountain, okay. but I mean, a guy can dream. <laughs> All right, well, well, don't take it to Shark Tank. Yeah, just I mean, yet. I'm with you. He'll find these things a little bit weird. So, I mean, so what are you guys thinking going forward? Are you going to yeah. double down on this video thing? Are you trying to figure out like a hybrid model? You know, because I feel like we were getting really, really close, and then it's gone. Same. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean the the times that that we went out there and we were doing the drops again when when things were starting to look better, um, that's when it started hitting those bumps. But but it wasn't everywhere. Uh, you know, it's it's all like you said, um, Kyle. Mm-hmm. It's all geographic. There were certain areas that you can just walk in and, and it was a fine conversation to have. And they were they, everyone was still social distancing, but right. within reason. And and then there was other places that kind of just gave up and decision makers gone. So so now yes, the videos are still a big part, but now more than ever, uh, telemarketing is king. Mm-hmm. Calling is king because the phones right. still go to them directly, and and that's really where where it's um, it's shining through for us. And then so so we're able to be talking to one of our our killing commercial prospects now, one of these whales, and I, I love it when they say. Oh yeah, the bunker. We've gotten your, you know, we yeah, have one will. of these. We do, we do video too. Actually, no one's gonna see it on the. No, we can see on it on the podcast. Okay, so we have the the yellow envelopes which stand out because everything mm-hmm. about us is is our branding. Yeah, and, I was gonna say stop for two seconds. I want to tell people right now if you're listening to this and you have not gone to bunkeryourrisk.com, that's your website, right? Yeah. If you've not gone to bunkeryourrisk.com, do it immediately and you're going to get a graduate level Mm. course on branding if there's one thing that ciara is good at which she's good at a lot of stuff but Mm -hmm. the touch and feel the intentional thought behind the branding the color scheme every video that shot all of that is a hundred percent spot on and i'm somebody who enjoys the marketing end of things far more than i enjoy the insurance end of things and honestly, I was really, really impressed with what you guys have been doing down there before we ever even knew each other. Yeah, every, branding is everything. I'm, I'm almost military when it comes to how on brand something needs to be. If it's not black, white, or yellow, we're not touching it. We're not presenting it. Matter of fact, our new video setup, by the way, thanks, David, for, for the recommendation. That uh, That's what you see with yeah. the G now in that new video. That yellow spotlight behind him, that's the yellow for that light. It looks too green, and obviously it's uh, it's kind of grinding my gears. But it's it, we're gonna fix it. We're gonna change the light, and we just had to move on with with the process. It is green. It's like a it's like a pale. It's like an olive green. I'm looking yeah. at it right now. Yeah, and that's and that's the yellow because there is a green. It's just greener. So 
Interesting. Yeah, it's, but, it, but it is what it is, and we just have to push out the content and just keep moving, right? Um, go ahead. No, I just – you forced me to look at the G again, and the guy makes me smile every time I see him. He's crushing I it. mean, he, he definitely brings life to the agency. It's, it's one of the best things. Matter of fact, I think I have a little uh, Cuban coffee waiting for me as soon as I walk out of my of office. So – it's 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 great it's great uh and i've known her for like 16 years so it's a, a great relationship that we have so nice so going back to the thing about the the videos and, and the touches the constant touch right so the yellow envelope the video the phone call the email um now that we were able to talk to this to this whale uh lead now it's um they say oh yeah the bunker yeah we remember you I remember getting a phone call or you know, even if it was just a receptionist, I remember your yellow envelope. I remember the video that you sent me and it's really good affirmation that things are working. Business is still moving mm-hmm. forward. It's just changed a little bit, but not, it's not dead by any means. You know, it's interesting um, because that stuff works, man. There's a reason why you need to take the extra time to do that. And you could put your stuff in a white envelope and send it, and assume that it's going to get to where it needs to get to. But when you, I mean, when you go to that level of detail, people pay attention to that stuff. I don't care what anybody wants to argue. If anybody wants to argue with me about this, you're wrong, period, because people do pay attention. The ones who don't aren't who I want as a client anyhow. But I can't tell you the number of times that, to me, that's the greatest validation of taking the extra two minutes, right? I take the extra two minutes, do it, mm-hmm. It makes me feel good that I did it, but then when that person says, wow, you really put a lot of thought into this, you went the extra mile, everybody mm-hmm. else would have stopped here, but here's where here's where you took it. That's that's the best, man. Yeah. And they associate it, they associate that feeling when they when they're seeing this stuff. Um I mean it's like when you see like like a, a, a you know box like a McDonald's fry like you immediately like you can smell it, you can taste it, like and and that's kind of the, what you're going Please for. Please don't lick my envelope. <laughs> Yeah. I've worked it's in mail rooms. Box. Don't you know the yeah, kind of pull, bacteria that's bred in there? <laughs> right. But it's but that's I mean that's what you're going for. You're trying to create that, you know, recognition and and that feeling, you know, when somebody sees your stuff. That's what I've never understood yeah. though. I've never understood why um people aren't willing to just take that extra couple of minutes to to do it cuz it's not it's 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 just that. It's an extra step. It's not something easy. People people want easy. You they know, I think it also it also has to do with you're you're scared of starting because what if you yeah. you know whatever you push out is not good quality. And if we go back to uh, when we first started with the program Killing Commercial and we put out our first video, it was still in the middle of lockdown right down here in Florida. Uh, there was I was in Ciara's living room on a yellow chair. The AC was on. You can hear it. It was recorded with an iPhone, and and that was it. And it's I mean. Yes, I'm balding, but I was balding more in 2020 with that camera angle I was using. It was terrible. Um, we then moved it over to the office. It changed a little better. It got a little crisper. Then just two months ago, we added a, a yellow background to our videos. Didn't really like it. And now we we changed it again. So we're constantly tweaking it, tweaking it, tweaking it. But we, we, the important thing is to not stop. Just start, not stop. And it was a time for sure where like for two months, we didn't record anything. Uh, because we were kind of in our heads of we, we got to make it better. We got to make it look more like, you know, Ryan Hanley, uh, uh, David Carruthers, got to make it look like Nick Ayers, Parody. So just just get it done. Just get mm-hmm. it done and just keep pushing the brand out there. I mean, we, we got a lot of, of brand uh, advice 
because we, we worked with Kelly Donahue at Agency Partners at the last agency, and we really understood how important brand was. And one of the more important things about brands, besides just looking good, is being present in people's faces mm-hmm. and constantly being out there. So you'll look at our videos now. I mean, I have a video coming out next week where the G was like, hey, why don't you try like a, a yellow, I'm sorry, a white V-neck and a, and a black suit. Well, I tried it. I did two videos. They're going to come out in the next two or three weeks. I look like Miami Vice. <laughs> I'm not going to do that again. But it was done. It's out. And we're just constantly tweaking. Don't, don't be scared to start. Just just tweak along the way. You'll be fine. Dude, you need to get with the yellow and the black. You need to get like a Troy Palomalu wig in Jersey. And you are... Troy Dude. Palomalu, and you can be the risk management uh, linebacker. I understand he was not a linebacker, but Terry Tate was, and he wreaked havoc on the office <laughs> plays. He did. And <laughs> recent Hall of Famer. You know, so congrats to really? who, Terry Palom- Tate? Palomalu. Terry Tate, office linebacker? Why isn't he that guy be. in the Hall of Fame? I love it. Those commercials were so fantastic. I The better ones are the ones that are on YouTube that yes. are the unedited version, and my all-time favorite is when <laughs> the guy, the, the derelict in the office, drinks the last little bit mm-hmm. of the coffee, and he puts he the carafe back on the thing empty, and he's standing there with the hot feet, breaker. Oh, here comes <laughs> yeah. the paint train, baby, uh, <laughs> and just lines that dude up, man. Those are so good. <laughs> Um, yeah. there, there's definitely been conversation of the G keeps telling me cause we're into the networking now more than before. And he's like, we have to get you a, a yellow, our brand suit and you're going to really stand out in the room and whatever. I'm yellow, like, I'm the banana suit is, is, I'm just uh, not going to do that. Yeah, I don't know, man. That That's, I'm not going to no, be, you know, that's this a guy. little bit of a stretch. I get it, but it's, Hey, <clears throat> you know what you could do though? Truthfully. What you could do is you could get a black suit with yellow pinstripes and pull they'd that have off. To be, they'd have That's to be hot. light. And I don't know about pinstripes, yeah. maybe yeah. maybe checkered, maybe like the squares, like the paint, the window panes, pinstripes. Well, you could do that Pin- too. I'm, I'm going to say, look, remember, it's it's got to be on brand. Right. Yes, black and yellow is on brand, but, but it's got to be bold. I would say black. With a yellow pitch stitch on the bordering, mm-hmm. just just subtle enough where it stands out, but nothing too now, crazy. You need the thick chalk stripes too, man. Oof. Wide. God. I've got one. It How is about re- I just go in there with like war paint, just like half yellow, half well, half you could, black. You could be the ultimate warrior too. I mean, there's a lot of different things from a branding perspective. Um, I hope everybody's I, no, writing I, this stuff down because this is well. No, listen. All I want them to do is stuff. I want them to go to the website. Period. End the yeah. story. If you go no, do no, that, sure. you'll figure yeah. it out. These people have it. They they know it. They they know what they're doing on the branding game. It's on point, one hundred percent. So, let's switch gears for a second. Um, you know, going into PNC now. Obviously, you had uh, experience working in the agency in the past, but not necessarily as a producer. Had a little bit of sales experience in between. How much of your stuff from the med device days and all of that have you been able to transfer to what you're doing now? So I figured I, I can talk to doctors who knew a lot more than I did and was just still able to sell them because I had a good product. I feel that here at the bunker, we have a great product. And, and no matter the decision maker, as long as I know my stuff, uh, I'm able to get through. So so it's, it's worked out pretty well. Matter of fact, a big part of what I'm targeting is life science hmm. manufacturers. Yeah, you because, should down there for sure. Yeah, and, and and life science manufacturers covers a huge span of things, which I found out. It's not just medical. It's also beauty products and things of that nature. So 
I understand the process. I understand getting trying to get FDA approval uh, versus a CE mark and, and, and what goes into that and, and the, the testing on, on clinical trials, on human uh, testing. So all of that just kind of gives me even further insight as to what, what they're probably going through as manufacturers. Yeah, the other thing is too, like I've learned a lot going through the life science game myself just in like all of the regulation and things that these companies have to go through, specifically like informed consent documents for the clinical trials have to be written at a sixth grade reading level. And it forces you Mm -hmm. to really step back and look at your own communications and how you're structuring your sentences and things, because it always makes me wonder, maybe I should just write everything at a sixth grade level and more people will understand it. Yeah. And there, there are things out there that, that exist when it comes to medical manufacturing, like uh, off-label use. You know, a doctor can choose to use anything for any uh, procedure because they have the knowledge to. Well, how is that covered in a policy? It, it really goes on a case-by-case basis, but that's something that you have to look into. In case A doctor could use a straw for uh, a catheter procedure if he chose to. If he says, you know, this is what I want to use, and, and no one can stop him. It's, it's just it's a thing in the industry. That to, to do so. So, what kind of implications does that come? Does that bring in a in a risk management uh, standpoint? You know, who who responds there? It's it's it, it takes a little bit more than just selling. You know, the the average insurance policy. That's interesting stuff there. Kyle, you look like you're like really thinking hard, and I don't want to steal your thunder. Why don't you share what's on your mind? Uh, well, no, I was, just, I mean, just listening to some of the stuff that he was talking about, I just thought that that was interesting. Um, seeing how the, how the policy would apply, um, given each, each situation can be so different. Um, so I, I was just thinking of random stuff in my head, but I mean, you mentioned you guys had just got in with, um, you know, one of your whales, so to speak, that's obviously a big win for you. Maybe talk about another win, that you've had, um, you know, recently, or, uh, just, just a, a good one, um, that you want to share with everybody. So, um, I won't lie to you when it comes to, to this type of whale hunting, it is a yeah. two to three year process. And when we've been, and, and that's, that's one of the things that I mentioned early on in the forum for what killing commercial, when we, I think back in like March, uh, I did the numbers and, when I when I looked at what I was really doing about the process, what were we really implementing as part of Killing Commercial? It really only amounted to like about a month and a half, even though we'd been in the program for five months, because the consistency. So now that we have that consistency going, uh, we're starting to see. So this first one came out. We've had a couple of other bites, nothing to you know to to really like bring into the boat, but just people were saying, reach out to me uh, when when the time gets closer. And, and I've gotten another one now that through cyber sent them, sent them the quote vid, you know, spoke to them a little bit and they manage, they clean two large banks all throughout the state of Florida, all their, all their, all their local branches. They, they clean all of them. It's a, it's a janitorial company. So things like that are starting to show up now, but it did take some time together. It wasn't overnight. And that's one of the things that we've really had to wrap our heads around because when it came to you know, the independent personal lines insurance agency, you're, yeah. you're closing, you know, five, right. 10 policies a day. It's just, yeah, it's, it's not, inf- it's not instant gratification not. in the middle market game ever. It's and not. if it is, then you need Something's to be wrong. asking why. <laughs> like, 
I mean, look, I've been doing, yeah, I've been doing this long enough now and I've had enough at bats that, yeah, there are going to be times where things fall into your lap. Right. But you can't bank on that, you know, at all. And so I would say that was one of the bigger adjustments for me as well. When I got done with the, the office supply stuff was, you know, I do anywhere from two to three, four, five, six, sometimes seven Mm -hmm. sales in a day. Um, you know, and then transitioning into the, to the PEO industry and then into insurance, that sales cycle is so much different. So that was a big adjustment. Um, so I can, I can definitely see your side of things from that. And and it does work, obviously. I mean, when, when I worked closely with paychecks, uh, you know, we'd be closing hundred man companies one a week, but Mm -hmm. of course they have all this, this whole staff of telemarketers calling on X dates that they've had for 20 some years. So it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You're going to get that point right now. It's, it's still ramping up, but it's, it's headed in the right direction. Wait till the dirty one thirty, baby. It's coming. What is that's, that? That's my new book, man. Say I what? just made my announcement. My new book is publishing at the beginning of the year called the dirty one thirty. It's okay. the, uh, it's the mind, body, spirit function of being a producer over 130 business days, which equals 26 work weeks. So that if you devote six months of your year, a half a year, you will change the tra- trajectory of your career forever in commercial production. And it's 100% about the habits, the go. consistency, and all of that stuff. And so that it. I haven't been on Facebook yet today. So yeah, I no, I announced that. it on Facebook and LinkedIn, and I think I may even have thrown her up on old Instagram there for no reason. But um, it's the whole reason I, you know, I created that Power Producers Mastermind on Facebook, is because when I did extra two minutes, I did it with a website, and what I found was I'm mm-hmm. really getting inundated with people coming in that have read the book, they've got questions, they want some advice, whatever else. And so, um, you know, I decided this time eh, we need to, uh, we need to monetize this a little bit. I'm happy to help the people that are serious, but there's, look, you know who you are, people. There are some of you that will drain every second out of my calendar if I let you. And I had to stop that man Mm -hmm. with the the health issues that I dealt with, uh, recently and everything else. I had to monetize that. And it's interesting, man, because I think that, um, you know, a portion of the people in Killing Commercial were uh, miffed uh, that I was doing that because they looked at it as maybe I'm going to just be bringing more people in. Unfortunately, I think that they were probably extremely short-sighted to think that because, number one, why in the world would I give people access to something that is a high-ticket item for a tenth of the cost? I mean, that would be foolish to even think that I would go down that road. Um, from a business standpoint, let alone an ethical standpoint. And the, you know, the, the second piece of it is they also don't understand the marketing process very well. And I feel like I've failed them in teaching that because you have to have lead magnets for different things. So if I have an offer that's 10% of what the enrollment fee is for killing commercial, that's a stair step. But eventually the goal is mm-hmm. to push all those people into the regular community because that's where they're really going to learn everything mm-hmm. they need to know. Not that they're not going to have the accountability, because they are not that they're not going to get content because they are, but we're not replicating killing commercial for anybody other than the people that are in killing commercial. And, you know, one of the, one of the, the people just said, I feel like, you know, you're diminishing the value and I don't understand why you would be doing this for other people when, you know, we paid thousands of dollars to get in and everything else. And my answer is really kind of simple in all of that. 
using that logic, I would never be able to write a blog again. I would never be able to upload a video to YouTube. I would never be able to speak in public. I would never be able to do the protege. I would never be able to author another book. And by the way, I wouldn't be able to do my podcast. So the people that are concerned about how I replicate content, my biggest yeah. you know comment is, we have over 10,000 people a month that listen to the podcast. Worry about them. Don't worry about a few people yeah. that are in a, a Facebook group that's designed to be a lead magnet to get into the community that we're in. And, you know, it's to support a book that I'm coming out with that, by the way, I can't say, hey, guys, by the way, I'm going to release a book and I'm going to have a Facebook group about it. That's not how that works. You create the mastermind. You right. build the anticipation to see what it is. Then you announce the book. And I guess what? I got like five other announcements that are coming out. So when people look back and they see that I put the pieces to the puzzle together, the short version is, Oh, David was right. You know, we we uh, we don't have anything to worry about. Now I understand what he's doing. I can't outline everything on the front end. And I guess, you know, hindsight being 2020, I announced it to everybody that we were going to do this. And I also said, I'm adding you to this group. I'm operating in the full transparency of everybody that is in Killing Commercial. So if I were to pull one over on you, it's going to be right in front yeah. of your face, which is never going to happen. So it's just an interesting lesson in messaging and how you leak things out. And, you know, we're all human. We learn from it. Um, I don't fault anybody for questioning or trying to hold me accountable. I, I embrace that. Feel free. Step up and ask me any question you want, and I'll give you the answer to it. What I don't like is when people um, insinuate that maybe I'm doing something unethical or more importantly, that I'm that I'm just a stupid business person, which is how I took it. Is you know why? Sure, I'll bring a bunch of people in and sell you something for a tenth of the cost. It makes all the sense in the world, right? That that that's really where where the rub yeah, right. is with me. Is that's just not even a good business decision to do something like that. Yeah, I remember one time uh, in the old agency, we went to see the Chris Paradiso training program up in I think it was Connecticut. And somebody asked them, you know, are you, are you scared about sharing all of these things that you do to, to build up your agency and all these different, you know, models that you've prepared over the years? And he goes, no, because not even 10% of the people who listen to this are going to do it. True. It, it, a, a big part of it is actually getting into it and, and starting at some point. And most people, I remember that G was telling us once that uh, he did some time as a, as a real estate agent and you know, they always hold trainings for, for realtors. In one of those trainings, the, the trainer had said, some of you, I keep seeing the same faces. And instead of going out there and selling, you're just sitting here and trying to learn more and train more. Stop wasting your time and start doing things instead of just trying to consume information and think and, and getting stuck in a little bit of a hole. So we, we really try to keep that in mind that, yes, the training is important. The education is important. And we're a big part of it. I mean, I call, I call Ciara, you know, I said she has the alphabet after her name because she has so many designations. Mm -hmm. She's put in the time, but she's also been in the industry for 20 years. She's had the time to put in. Education comes to a certain point after that. She you had a guy from a carrier action. come into the office one time that had so many designations. They continued to the back of his business card. And I looked, and I'm being dead serious when I say this. I looked at the front of it and I flipped it over and I looked at the back. And then I looked at him and said, I just want to give you a sincere thank you for taking time away from your continuing education to come do an agency visit today. <laughs> like so at some point it gets yeah, to be I mean, ridiculous, it's, it's right? Absurd. I mean, them. and I'm not yeah. throwing off on Ciara because you're right. She's been in the industry for a while and I'm of the mindset that if you can get continuing education credit and get a designation in the process, then I'm all for it. I'm, I'm just not really... Even if I had 15 designations, I'd probably just leave it my CIC and CRM. Unless I have a CPCU, I may add that as well, but just not interested. I don't need it. 
Yeah. Not because I'm awesome, but I just there's only so much I can fit in my head and it's it's already at capacity. <laughs> yeah. So what would you say the biggest surprise has been for you as you've come uh come in? Come into the bunker? Yeah. Uh I think just the the the, the many intricacies of of this type of business, especially when it comes to looking at commercial risk versus personal. I mean personal lines is so cut and dry and everyone is does have a cookie cutter policy uh and and here you know because we are you know y- younger and and insurance is an old, old older game we really make sure to, to really know what we're talking about so we're, we're constantly reading every single policy no matter how big or small and when you see just get into the details of the minutia of, of of the policy language and you see whether or not something applies and the the the, the client is always asking a, a different question if it if it fits something, um, it's it's different. It's different. It's a lot more dynamic than I thought it was going to be. And besides what we just said about it, it, it's been a longer game. It is a lot more dynamic, and and it does require you to be more alert of what it is that you're putting out there to make sure that their their, their doors stay open in case of a risk. Give a give us a piece of advice that you would have for a, a new producer. Maybe I know that was sort of along the lines of what you just said, but if if maybe there's one thing that you kind of took away that you learned when you um, you, you know, you have the knowledge of the personal lines and you're switching over into more of a middle market commercial role, you know, give the listeners a piece of advice, um, that they can hold on to. Yeah. I think one of the most important things is to really surround yourself with people who are willing to answer the questions and don't just brush you off. So that's one of the biggest perks is, you know, if you're a producer in an agency and you're not the agency principal, uh, I was pretty much blessed with an agency principal who got on Killing Commercial and in turn brought me in and now I get to see this and, and I get this forum where I can ask any question and there's 100 professionals, mm-hmm. like true professionals that are, that are ready to answer that. That's a, that's a huge step to really surround yourself with the right people, uh, really get some mentors into in, 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 in place. I have the G, I have CR, I have uh, David here. And then also, and I am a distant third to those <laughs> other two for sure. Yeah, but when we need you, you know, you're you're very willing to. My Cuban coffee game is weak, dude. I the bet. G would just turn his nose up. His facial expression would be the exact opposite of what it is in that video. Which, by the way, would also be a very great thumbnail to get people to click on it. <laughs> well, you know, he he can handle the coffee if you can just get me a slab of ribs. I'd, I'd appreciate go. that. Um, but also, that I can do. Consuming some content every day. I mean, either listen to a podcast, read a blog, just just besides reading the policies, consume content and just ask questions. If you don't understand something, ask questions. No one's going to stop you. Cool. I like it. All right, people. They're black. They're yellow. They're the bunker. This has been Mr. Guillermo Vera, and we are wrapping it up. Until next time, we are refining, redefining the sales game. And I really wish the G was here so we could just cut to him and let him serenade us on out for the rest (laughs) of the day. But we're going to just have to imagine that in our minds. Really appreciate you coming on, man. Obviously, enjoy the friendship and working with you and uh, look forward to just watching you guys crush it. You know, you're you're on the right track. Just stay the course and and you're going to blow it out of the water. And honestly, if I was in South Florida, I would probably be a little bit concerned right now. So... Everybody have a great week. See ya. You've been listening to the Power Producers Podcast. 
You can follow Killing Commercial Insurance on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to take your game to the next level, next level, check out our book, The Extra Two Minutes, and our website, killingcommercial.com.